for just about everything for the outdoors. Go to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears. Multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Season 23. And uh, we are actually recording this the day after the day that we're talking about. So we're talking uh, about the opener in Kentucky, September 2nd, but it's obviously going live today. I got Jake Bush with me. And, well, how do you feel right now as we lay in bed in the hotel room about yesterday? (laughs) Uh, I mean, you know, it was... It was a good shot. We had a good chance going in there. It was just, man, it was hot. So we decided that we had a, a variable, a very low southwest wind, and we've had a couple hub systems that set up for that wind direction. So we basically decided as a team, you know, we had two teams. We had Corey and Joey, and then we had you and I that we would tackle systematically, like going through these areas. And yep. So Corey picked a spot. And great spot, great kill location. So we kind of hunted off of that, which all these systems, we have two kill locations pretty much. So uh, they went in, we took the long access and ended up going up and over four ridges to get back there. It was, if you draw a line on Onyx, it's two and a half miles, but that's not including elevation or winding turns or anything else. So I'm sure it was actually closer to uh, about four. Uh, Left the truck at one p.m. to for the afternoon hunt and we actually got set up at 5 p.m. <laughs> it so. was it was wild <laughs> it was wild to say the least but I will say uh high confidence for us you know what I mean oh. like it was when you you know we we did all this walking I mean how it took uh from one to five I mean it took you know almost four hours three and a half hours to get in there but you know we went through a lot of ridges and a lot of you know area that we didn't see an acorn at all you know and it was all it was all uh well ever the, the the ridges that we were hopping then were that they, they were all like south facers right yeah they were all south facing ridges and all those south facing ridges for whatever reason on that system are wide open they don't have a lot of green briar they don't have anything on them so the whole time i you know we're going up and down those ridges and the goal was hey, let's make sure there's not a ton of acorns over here getting fed on too. And then we need to try to find a pocket of them. And, you know, when we came down in that last system, down in that bottom and started listening for acorns, uh, we didn't hear any at first. And then we had one more saddle across. So we go up top, we rest. Well, we blow those two does right out of that oak flat. Mm -hmm. And that's something that is, it's tough to manage because you have bedding areas, but because it's so hot, 
some of these deer are laying right underneath. I mean, they're basically just picking up acorns from their beds. Mm-hmm. And so they're they're finding where these acorns are at, and they're deciding, hey, I don't want to have to walk to these. I'm just going to lay down underneath them. And it's typically a doe thing. You know, bucks will do, bucks will do that to a certain extent, but they won't give, give up a bunch of advantages. Yeah. So it was a couple does, and that hurt us a little bit probably. But, but yeah, I mean, we got down in that last system. At this point, you know, we're soaked from head to toe in sweat, just absolutely drenched. We're, uh, we're out of water. We both took 32 ounces of water, and we just hammered through that on the, on the way oh in. Oh, my gosh. Well, what was the temp yesterday? 90-something. It was in the oh. 90s. Well, and it got to the point, too, where, you know, it, we were so wet, and, um, you know, that last, that last ridge that we came to and rested for like 15 minutes, took our packs off, just sat down for the final like descent, you know, in like it started to hit me right then. I started getting a headache and I could start feeling a little dehydrated, you know, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like we're so far back here. It's taken us so long to get here, you know, and in the hills, the hills are one thing, but I'll tell you what, the, the hard thing for me was the heat and the sweat. Like, I hate sweating and feeling that way. Like, you look at me and my shirt was just, looked like I jumped in a pool, you know, and there's nothing you can do about it at all, you know, but the the biggest takeaway was that last, when we stopped in that hill, how far, how far did we have to go? I know you did a line distance d- we were, down, to the, down to the hub. When we were up top? Yeah. When we were up top, crossing over top of that saddle to make our last approach, it was 470. Okay. So... You know, and when we came down that hill, those does already started to blow right then. So I will say, you know, yesterday was, was, was brutal. It was, and it got to a point where it's like, okay, you've come this far. You still have to be on top of your game. You still have to like, I remember looking at my feet every step I would take and be like, can't step there. Can't step there because, you know, one wrong twig snap, you're done. Yeah. And it's done. And it's a tough though. I mean, it's, you know, we broke some some twigs on the way in, but then we just pause. Like mm-hmm. you don't want to continuously make that trail of snapping noises. Uh, you know, we made a couple noises, but it sounded a lot like we had acorns right down in that bottom. Mm-hmm. So it sounded a lot like that, but yeah, you know, we hightailed it to the last 400 yards from 400 on. We got slower and slower as it progressed. And then we got to the point where it was basically a crawl the last, you know, 50 yards to that stand. So, um, you know, we almost had a little bit of a rush there because it started to get closer to five. We were hoping to be set up by four, but that, that access route was just insane. But, but yeah, man, so we get down there in that bottom, uh, we find a tree and basically the thermals had already started pulling down the hill. So we got to set up, uh, differently than we thought we were going to. We actually set up, they come off a North facing pine bedding point. They drop across the creek where they can get water. There was water in that creek. There's a J-hook trail through this little tiny hidden meadow where they J-hook into a scrape. So we're set up just off wind of that entire situation. Mm -hmm. And then right behind the scrape, about 25 yards, is the only acorns that we heard the entire trip just raining. And there's, I mean, a family or a community oh of squirrels gosh. over there <laughs> so that are many. just going crazy because it's the only place with acorns. So to you know, to set the picture here, we've got bedding in front of us, anywhere from a hundred yards to eight hundred yards, just loaded with deer. Like that that bedding area is phenomenal. And all they have to do is make their play. 
And I don't know if it was the two does that we bumped that boogered us up or if it's the fact that all these deer are still up on beans and they haven't fully completed these shifts yet. But we were just, we just never saw a deer. We were yeah. just out of the game. But I yep. felt, I mean, how many times did I tell you like, hey, we're killing. Oh, yeah. The confidence level was, so that, you know, it's it, like we, we went out, we got our butts kicked. It was hot. We didn't see a deer from the stand, but we took the right we played the playbook the playbook is mm-hmm. to keep putting ourselves in these these high opportunity locations and and you know get in there the right way get in there clean get your stand set up clean get all this camera gear hung if we just continue to run that playbook <clears throat> and target these high percentage sits like that yep you know it might be a might be a 10 or 20 percent chance you kill well okay we got to do that five times mm-hmm. let's go do it five times you know what i mean so we tackled the furthest access right off the rip, at least. We don't have to worry about that because it's going to get yeah, hotter. We're not going back. <laughs> yeah, that one's that one's way back there. I could see possibly if I have a tag during the rut, just because, like you said, yeah. I mean, it's that is like rut location heaven back there with all those ridges dumping out. Yeah, and and you get you get the temps to drop, and you do that hike on a temp drop. It's totally different, totally yeah. different. Oh. And you know, you made a good point, but I I kind of I'm going to put a bat or like a a uh, you know, a sporting analogy with it. You said we read the playbook. And we the way the way I look at it is, you know, if you're a, a sports guy or a basketball guy, you know, you always you could see a guy play really hard defense for a whole series, and then like this, you know, the offensive guy just does this whoop de do turn around jumper and swish, and it's like, man, the defense was unreal. The offense was just better. That's the way I kind of equate that situation. Our defense or whatever you want to call it, our ascent in our play was really good. It was bulletproof. I mean, even setting the, you know, our setup and everything and, and getting in, it was so quiet. It was bulletproof. It's just the deer's offense was, were, was better, yeah. you know, that day. Yeah. And, and that's just the cold, hard truth. Sometimes, you know, we can make that same sit a week from now and kill the buck we're after. Yes. There's no talent at all. So, um, you know, we didn't see a deer. We get down, we pull the camera. The camera basically told us that there's a family of does in there, and then we have a buck on cam about once every two weeks. Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest thing for that is I think those bucks are just shifted right now. Yep. I really do. Uh, I think that they're on their way back. I've noticed on my cell cams on top of ridges in Ohio, I'm starting to get bucks on camera, but it's only been like the last three or four days that they've really started pouring in these systems. So, mm-hmm. you know, we could be a little bit there's less acorns here than there is in Ohio this year. Way less. Yeah, so I think that Ohio has a big draw into the hills right now with all the acorns. Where here, these deer probably aren't as apt to come back yet because there's only a couple pockets, and they don't even know where those pockets are unless they've walked across it. Yeah. So, yeah, overall, uh, I think I think we played the playbook the way we should. I think we did exactly what we need to do. Today is going to be the exact same thing. Uh, the other thing to mention here is this is a marathon right and mm-hmm. we've talked about this a lot but we're not awake at 3 a.m today going to hike four miles to hunt the morning somewhere because to uh, to me it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense right now like yes it's cooler in the mornings we might utilize that at some point but i'm telling you right now after that hunt yesterday i mean i went from i drank over a gallon before we went out yesterday we both drank so much yeah. water. <laughs> two two things of electrolytes thousand milligrams of electrolytes and I mean, I was ready to go. I've been mm-hmm. running marathon or half marathons for months getting ready for this. And I got to the tree and could not have been more dehydrated. Had a splitting headache, 
felt terrible. And so it's just so hot out, you sweat so much that if you were to just continue to do that and not rest your body back up, what's going to happen is those kill sits you're taking, you're going to start making mistakes. Yep. And so for me, it's like, you know what? We don't have, there's no way that we can go out and we can be clean all day long. Two sits There's no a day. way. There's no, you'll, you'll just run your body into the ground in two or three days. Yeah. We've got a long season, man. We've got a lot of states to hunt this year. This is a marathon for us. Mm-hmm. So you know what? We're going to take care of ourselves. We're going to get out the door here around noonish and go just take our afternoon kill sets right now. It's only yeah. a matter of time before we get in the right spot. Yeah. I want to, I want to hit on that a little bit. You know, we, we made this whole trek in, like I said, we, we started about one o'clock leaving the truck and finally got to the tree and the hub and everything at five. And, um, you know, we did take some breaks, but for the majority of it, you know, we, we did walk at a pretty good clip. You know what I mean? It wasn't, I mean, we walked as quick as we could, you know, as the, as the train allowed, we get to the tree though. And, and I know you and I have talked about it last night and everything. We were in a bad spot. Yeah. I, I, that's the closest I've been to heat exhaustion that, I mean, shit, we probably had heat exhaustion, but when we got to the base of that tree, I literally wanted to do nothing but a couple things, either throw up, I wanted to either lay down, and I was dizzy. Like, I just, you know, we had no water, we expensed all that, like, we're just in a bad spot, and it, it, we're so hot, so hot, and it's just, it was miserable, and, you know you hung the tree or you hung our setup and everything and got up there. And I didn't realize you were hurting too until you told me last night, you're like, dude, I was in a bad way, bad, bad way. And you were hunched over in the tree and I was trying to like find a comfortable spot to just like close my eyes and take a nap for a hot second. Yeah, It was, it Um, it was pretty bad, man. It was, it was just hot in the distance. Like, you know, we went through a lot of physical exertion for, four hours to get to the stand there mm-hmm. uh, i think total we ended up it was really close to two thousand feet of elevation change total i believe which makes sense you know 300 yep. foot floor to ceiling ridges we went up and down four of them so figure it'd be right there but yeah overall i i think a big takeaway is you know rest up obviously we need to maintain our our levels where we need to have them hydration levels and everything and then for me it's just just trying to take those kill sets and just run the playbook. You know, it's easy to get scatterbrained really quick and freak out and want to go do something else. I think we just, we stick to the plan. We take care of our bodies and we just keep trying to kill, kill a deer. For sure. Give me a, before we wrap this up, give me like a little foreshadow on tonight. Like what's the plan for today and, and this evening. So tonight we've got an awesome play. Uh, you know, we have a couple other guys in the system on this piece and we, we've been trying to figure out how to not booger up their hunts because they're hunting, you know, more down in the fields and we're not really doing that. We're going up in the hubs a lot. So, um, the thing we're trying to, trying to manage there is just to not mess up their hunts. So what we did is we hunted away from them the first night and now we have exhausted that spot. So we're going to try to just go in early and get back into these systems and then let the deer do what they need to do to get to those fields. So those guys are still in the game too. So. Tonight, I mean, I would, I'm, we're, we're getting into the good spots now. Yep. We're getting into the spots that we know of good deer, not the spots that we hope we have good deer. So it's going to be a little bit hotter today. Same wind as yesterday, southwest two to three miles an hour, pretty much. And no elevation change on this one, but we're going to walk up those fields, 
and we're going to end up going into a couple different hub systems. Corey's going to pick one, and then we're going to pick whatever one's left. And we're just going to go in and put a kill sit over top of where we think they're going to come from. We could be in the game. Might not be in the game. We'll see. But I, I have confidence that our scouting is going to pay off at some point. And I've ran this playbook for years and years and years with a lot of success. So I really think that it's just a matter of one of us getting in the right spot. And then once we find deer, once we find a, a good amount of bucks, it's game on, man. Yep. Now we're start. Now we start that, you know, you're circling around and taking those shots. And then it's just a matter of time before yep. you before you get onto one. Love it, man. Well, good deal. Let's. Uh, I mean, we're resting up. We're drinking waters this morning and the rest of the day, and yep. uh, gonna be heading out before too long and and uh, getting after it. Hopefully, we can get on a deer, either you or I or Corey and and Joey. So uh, we'll see, man. Yeah. See you guys on the next update.